Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me on this Monday. Another work week begins. Our chapter day journey is in Judges chapter 17, and it was uh, verse 6 that resonated with me this morning. It says, in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Today's podcast is entitled, Order, Disorder, Reorder. For Wendy and me, there is a certain order to our lives that has developed over the years. Even though we work out of our home offices and have tremendous flexibility, our days and weeks have a certain, uh, a certain cadence and rhythm to them that has grown out of the ordering of our spiritual and marital and familial and communal and social, vocational and cultural needs. Over the past several years, I have observed my world becoming increasingly disordered. Now, there's no question that the COVID pandemic affected the ordering of our personal lives in ways that we're still trying to understand and grapple with. On top of that, a daily perusal of the news has shown me increased political disorder, social disorder, cultural disorder, economic disorder, you know what I'm talking about? I observe the manifestations of both mental disorders and spiritual disorders in so many ways. You know, Christian mystics have long seen and understood that there is a pattern running throughout human history that goes like this. Order, disorder, reorder. This is a basic theme of the entire great story. From the order of creation and the Garden of Eden in the first two chapters of Genesis came the disorder that was brought by the fall of Adam and Eve. And from that point on, the great story is about redemption and restoration, the reordering that happens ultimately in the final two chapters of Revelation. So at the beginning of this chapter, they tracked through Judges, it was in uh, chapter 2, I revealed a pattern of the book that goes like this. You had the Hebrew people who would fall into sin and idolatry, and there would be a consequence as they were defeated by an enemy. They would cry out for deliverance because their world had become disordered. And then God would raise up a judge and deliver them and bring about reorder. And then they would fall back into sin and idolatry, and we're back to the disorder of the consequence of the defeat. They cry out for deliverance again, and another judge is raised, and the world is reordered. Order, disorder, reorder. And it's, yeah, so the whole theme of judges is simply a riff on this simple theme. And in fact, it's just a microcosm of the great story itself. In today's chapter, the author of Judges shifts from the stories of the major judges of the settlement period of the Hebrew history to an epilogue now that we're into with two stories that represent the disorder of the times. And the story of Micah in today's chapter serves two main purposes. First, the author of Judges makes clear that the power was decentralized among the Hebrew tribes. There's no king. Each tribe 
ran itself under the authority of a clan and tribal leaders, and this meant that everyday people like Micah and his mother were free and independent to do and think whatever they wanted. So second, the result of people doing as they pleased led them to mixing their faith in the God of Moses and the ordering of life and community per the law of Moses, and they mixed this with local idols and religions. Micah and his mother, their interaction is a disordered hodgepodge of local religious practices and curses and forming of their own household shrine and cult with Micah's son acting as a priest of their personal household religion. And then along comes this Levite who was supposed to serve in God's tabernacle and lead the Hebrew tribes in keeping the law of Moses and the rules for life prescribed within. There's the order. But instead, this Levite agrees to serve as the priest of Micah's household religion and basically takes place, takes part in the disorder of what's going on in that house. So in the quiet this morning, this brings me back to the disorder I observe and feel all around me and all around the world. It's so easy for me to lose myself in the disorder of the day. I mean, my type four temperament can quickly (laughs) sink into a morass of pessimism and despair. Fear and anxiety can readily begin to infiltrate my spirit. But as a follower of Jesus, I have a different perspective. First, I can embrace the truth that Jesus predicted, even told his followers, to expect all kinds of disorder in this life. As a follower of Jesus, I'm instructed to counterintuitively rejoice in it, glory in it, find joy within the disorder. I mean, the mystics who have recognized this pattern throughout history have also understood that it is the pain and discomfort of the disorder that ushers in and moves us to reorder. I mean, I may feel pain in the moment, but the disorder will also, if I let it, it will also develop within me the spiritual qualities of perseverance and endurance and patience and maturity, trust and faith. Next. I recognize that the author of Judges was looking back and recording this period of disorder from the reordered future in which King David had united the Hebrew tribes as a nation, established Jerusalem as the center of Hebrew worship, brought the Hebrew people back to their centralized faith in Yahweh. The disorder of Judges was written from the perspective of the reordered world to which it led. And so I look at the disorder around me in the context of this cycle. Reorder is coming. Not only can I trust this because history reveals that disorder always leads to reorder, but also because the resurrected Jesus promised his return and the ultimate reordering of all things. I, as a follower of Jesus, I believe this to be true. Even in the midst of disorderly times. And this changes my perspective on the disorder itself. I have told you these things that you may have 
peace, Jesus said. In this world, you will have trouble and disorder, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And with that hope in the reordering of all things, I enter another day and another week on the journey through a disordered world. I hope you have a great day and a great week, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow.